0: There was this very, very seductive possibility that we could move from the idea of specific cognitive deficits to underlying neurological systems, kind of one-to-one mapping, saying if we have identified a deficit in, for example, mentalizing, ability to to, 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 attribute desires, feelings, thoughts to others, we should find a structure in the brain that deals with this. So this was a very radical idea, and I think I've come to the idea quite late in my life because it seemed, well, we should be quite satisfied with talking about the cognitive level and explaining behaviour by cognitive causes. But there were all these wonderful new techniques being developed, and, of course, my husband, Chris Fritz, was one of the pioneers in the... um, at, um, application of uh, brain imaging methods to brain functions, to in fact cognitive abilities. So it was an, 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 a beginning of a collaboration, actually quite late in our life. So the first study was uh, made possible because uh, Francesca Happy had developed a very nice set of stories that contrast mentalizing and non-mentalizing abilities. So they're called theory of mind stories and they're called physical stories. So this mentalizing system was also revealed um, when we used silent animations that evoke, almost compel attribution of mental states, compared again to silent animations that just show randomly moving shapes. So what you see here are a large triangle and a small triangle happily playing in the house. The large triangle goes out and clearly wants the little one to follow him outside He slightly nudges him to go outside and then even blocks the door. Now the little one is exploring the outside and here they are happily playing in the garden. We feel this compulsion to attribute desires and intentions to the little triangles completely unconsciously, completely automatically. We don't do anything, it's just happening. And in the other type of animation, while the triangles are just floating, drifting around, and we couldn't care less. So we use the difference between these two in order to find the activity in the brain that is there when we are doing this involuntary, automatic attribution of desires and intentions. I'm sure there are lots and lots of components in the brain that are involved, but the ones, the major ones, that appear again and again are the uh, medial prefrontal cortex, very, very much in the middle of the brain, right near the front, the superior temporal sulcus, very much at the back, and very often what's called temporal poles or amygdaloid region. But there are other regions, it, I, I just want to mention these as, as those that are particularly robust and they each have something to contribute. One very interesting idea is that this superior temporal sulcus, which always comes out very clear and loud in all the studies about mentalizing, um, is that it's very an area very sensitive to animate movement and to eye gaze and to faces. It's something to do with our instant detection of stimuli as biological agents, as important things. But you see, we are so driven by this that we would even uh, think about uh, little triangles that after all, not at all like creatures like human beings, and let alone animals, and make no noise and have no facial expression, even if they move in certain patterns, we will also treat them as potential agents. And this is particularly when this area of the brain is, is active. Now, when we talk about the amygdaloid region, um, and the temporal poles, we know that these are regions that will have to do with, with scripts, social scripts, to bring meaning to things. So these are very important for comprehending whole stories and For giving also some uh, emotional meaning to what we perceive. And when we talk about the medial prefrontal uh, cortex, we come to something that's at the heart of what's now called social cognitive neuroscience, because that's an area that's active whenever we think about people, imagine people, think about ourselves. And it's particularly active when uh, when we reflect, when we are conscious, when we are aware of what we are doing. Now, this is what you find in healthy volunteers.